So I played along with you and Pete. Uh, for for the Rolling Stones episode. Oh, and uh, and do you want to guess? So hang on, I I don't rem- Take, I have I want to I want to have you make some guesses before I make my reveals. Well, I gotta I gotta open my I gotta look at my thing here, and uh, I gotta remember how well I even did. Um, uh, I know Pete you beat got. Me. You got 61 and Pete 61. got 67. 67, right. Um, I would guess, I'm trying to even remember what types of films they were. I, the ones that I hadn't seen, like I'm guessing, I'm guessing on that list that there was a bunch that I had seen that you have not. And I would say that there's uh, certainly some films on there, I'm sure, that you've seen that I have not. Um, but I would say there's probably more in the first category, more that I've seen that you haven't versus, you know, the other way around. Hmm. Um, I would guess that you f- would fare the poorest. Really? Not by much. I would say that you still probably make that fifty percent cut. Um, and and if you are not in third place, I would say you're probably in second place. I don't think you beat Pete. Hmm. It's possible you've beat me by like one or two films. Um, but I I would guess you're somewhere in the fifties. But uh, that, that so that's my guess. Okay, so you got sixty one. Yeah, Pete got sixty seven, mm-hmm. and I got sixty seven. Oh, <gasps> really? Up and I, and I was like, up until the like the the top fifteen or top twenty. You were. I was actually poorly. edging Pete out by two or three movies. Oh. Almost uh, the whole way. Uh, and then the top two or three, he was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. I was like, dang it. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Oh, dang it. And I want to, uh, I think, I think this is also kind of interesting. Um, so, so I hit 50, 50 movies before either of you at 31, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the 31st movie. No. 31 at what? Yeah. Uh, no. That uh, my mathematically notes are weird. Uh, my notes are weird because I was kind of don't do this while you, th- this is not. <laughs> Did you really just say do. like? But I was doing 30, it while driving. I was film, like thirty one films and I was like putting little ones <laughs> when I, uh, I yeah, put a yeah. one on my note my notepad on my phone when I watched yep. the movie. Um, but anyway, yeah, Parasite is where I, I think, where I hit fifty. Oh, yo, at thirty one. At movie, at like working down the, no, I was at 31 movies I've seen at when you got halfway through the list. Uh, okay. That's, That's what that note is. more possible. Yeah. So when you were at 50, <laughs> movie 50, right. I had seen 30 of the top, the top 50 to 100. Right. Okay. 31. So and then either at, way you beat me. Parasite, Parasite was the one that pushed me over 50%. So, I mean, ultimately, I think my the question that comes out of this is like, what am I even doing here? Because yeah. you, you and are Pete obvi- appear Pete to be- Pete and I are obviously the movie men. <laughs> the movie men. 
and yeah. a match made in heaven. And but yeah. it's still I, it, like it. And I'm going to echo what Pete said. Um, and I think this applies to you and Pete, which means it it certainly extra applies to me. It's still kind of a dismal score. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, not a great. great score. It's like a, a C minus, maybe? Is yeah. that a C minus? Something like that? Yeah. Um, so we got to work on that. Yeah. I. Uh, the other thing I found interesting was you and Pete have seen a lot of films that you haven't finished. Um, like it, that's a lot? The, I, lot uh, I don't know how many a lot is, but like there were, there were at least several, a, a handful that each yeah, of like you I had started that hadn't Goonies. finished. I never finished right? Goonies. Uh, and I can't you remember had, what like, else. Within two or three, two to five, right? Yeah. There's a hand. One, on one hand, you could count. But there were some. Uh, there was only one on the list that I had started and not finished, and that was Godfather. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was uh, it was one of those kind of I f- fell asleep and was started at the wrong time and, yeah i never got back to it and, i got yeah. i got to the port part where like the horse he wakes up to the horse head and spoilers yeah yeah it's like the most well-known thing yeah. in the, and i've never seen godfather but uh yeah okay well interesting and yeah. i would like to um say you're welcome to you um, for showing you such films as Titanic and allowing you to yep. score as well as you did. There were a few in there that you definitely helped with. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because I don't think there's any in there. No, there's one. There was one film in there that you were responsible for me having seen. Mm-hmm. So thank you for You're Fight welcome. Club, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's not why we're here. So hello and welcome hello. to the Movie Men podcast. We're the B team. We are. And we are setting out on a brand new journey. It's an all new adventure. Uh, it's been but a hot second. We don't know second. who we can trust in it. Uh, certainly not anyone that scores 67 on a movie list. That's Yeah. You can't trust us. And you... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> who can you trust? It's been a hot second since we've done a show, since we've like done a weekly review of something. I guess the last time would have been Mandalorian Season 3. It's definitely but, been more than one second. <laughs> but somewhere deep down in my heart, I don't even want to count Mandalorian Season 3 as something that I've seen. Like I, I, I don't want to admit that I watched it. And so I'm going to say it's been even longer. I'm going to say it was like Andor. <laughs> It's like Andor was the last time that we, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's Secret Invasion time. Is this also the first MCU one we've done? It is. It is. We've just done Star Wars up until this point. Yeah. We've just been a Star Wars show pocket. Pete and I did Rings of Power. Yeah. This is our first MCU one. The floodgates are opening, my friend. Uh, we're here to talk at you on a weekly basis about Secret Invasion. Yeah, we are. Wallalo. Um, I got to be honest with you. I 
Secret Invasion is one of the stories from the comics that I have almost no knowledge of. Like, I know that it exists. I know it's a thing, but I haven't read it. I haven't read up on it. I'm not familiar with, you know. So, this everything I'm seeing on screen is unfolding for me for the first time, and I don't know where it may go or what to possibly expect. Right. What's Uh, your familiarity with it? Yeah, I... I am. I never really read any of them, or even really watched any kind of, as I kind of, the way I ca- take in my comic books these days, watched any YouTube um, videos on it. Um, mm-hmm. But I do know kind of the general synopsis of what happens and right, that okay. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I knew nothing going in, like nothing. Like I didn't know it wasn't until that first trailer dropped that I was like, Oh, this is about the this is about the squirrels. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I just didn't didn't know. So yeah, and, and up up like with all the promotional material for this, it, it's gonna be a bit of a departure definitely from the comics from because the superheroes play because comics are based around the superheroes yeah and not necessarily the organization of shield <laughs> not a lot of um, nick fury comics yeah um the heroes play a much bigger role in the comics where mm-hmm. it looks like this one's going to be very much more about uh, espionage mm-hmm. type stuff between governments and shield and nick fury and his team and mm-hmm finding out who are the scrolls and who aren't and yeah yeah okay well, forget, the scrolls are shape-shifting aliens who they sure are who sam jackson as nick fury and carol danvers captain marvel helped out in the captain marvel uh, movie way back in 1995 yeah yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to do the thing that I always have done ever since Introduce you yourself? set a pre... Oh, my name's Brady. And I'm Carl. <laughs> you skipped that. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, jackass. Uh, ever since I... Ever since you set a precedent for it back when we reviewed Andor. Oh, okay. And that precedent was that when we reviewed a show, you were going to show up with notes ready to like work through <laughs> yeah, the synopsis fell off. <laughs> take the reins and i've been i've been there's been a call to action ever since to by you by, by me. someone else yes yeah, okay. by me calling you to action to get your shit back together <laughs> and <laughs> and take the reins of this episode so i don't care that there's nothing written down on your paper. I don't care if you need to pull up a, a, a IMDb summary. I don't care what you need to do. But take us on a journey through episode one of Secret Invasion, uh, and we'll sort of unpack it as we go. Oh, man. Um, yeah, okay. So... <laughs> Let me get, let me click, 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 click on the computer. <laughs> That'll oh, okay. So we get, yeah, uh, the opening sequence, we got that nice, um, I'm going to work off memory. 
you can interject if I'm where I'm wrong or forget something. Okay. But like there's that uh, kind of opening monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could remember it, but it was like kind of, it really, as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, this is setting the stage very nicely yeah. for like not knowing who group you of people have been done and, dirty. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, yeah. And then we see, um, Oh, what's his name? He's been in a bunch of Marvel stuff now. The Hobbit Martin guy. Freeman. Martin Freeman's character. What's his mm-hmm. character's name? Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, Agent Everett Ross. Ross. Agent Ross. Yeah. Yeah. A, walking down a hallway uh, alley. And he meets up with a guy who starts unloading this, what, what Everett Ross seems is like a pile of nonsense. This... Cons- massive conspiracy theory uh, to him mm-hmm. and takes the information and runs and there's a bit of a chase scene and Everett Ross dies. Oh no, Martin Freeman's gone forever from the MCU. But Except not. it's the MCU and nobody scroll. dies. And there are no stakes. Even if we're not dealing with multiverse, we'll find a way to make no death matter or mean anything yeah. ever. Everyone's a scroll now. So if yeah. anybody who died is a scroll. Which that does Iron Man that died that snapped his he fingers, was a he was a scroll. <laughs> yeah. It does it does create an interesting I don't know. It creates a really interesting dynamic for the show. Because yeah. like you said, like is outlined at the start of the show, we don't know who is who they actually appear to be and who isn't, right? Like, we, how many films do we have Nick Fury in post-Endgame before we found out that that wasn't Nick Fury? That was a scroll, and Nick Fury's been up on the space station. Well, even, even pre-Endgame. Yeah. Right? Because, so, like, there's, a, there's an interesting wait, wait, fan theory. Wait, what do you mean pre-Endgame? Hmm? Well, there's what an interesting fan theory out there that in uh, what which moot show was that? Uh, it was which movie was it where they went to um, um, Hawkeye's farm? Which movie was uh, that? Age of Ultron? Yeah. So there's a theory in Age of Ultron because Nick Fury shows up and he's like making a peanut butter sandwich mm-hmm. at at the Barton home. Yeah. And he cuts his his sandwich in a specific way, but in a different film, he talks about how I don't trust people that cut their sandwiches this way. But in the huh. Age of Ultron, he cuts his bread that the way he, in which he doesn't trust people. I mean, so there's this weird fan theory. It's just there's not there's nothing confirmed because we don't yeah. know. Right, but this the whole scroll thing is like, how far back does this scroll? How far back was Talos acting as Nick Fury? Mm-hmm. Like, th- there's a fun fan theory that that was Talos in Age of Ultron. I, I yeah, I don't buy it, and I think that if it were true, it would diminish some of the weight of the the story of this first episode. Right. When we find out that, like, what drove Fury away was what he perceived as a failure 
in during Endgame during the snap, right? That his it was his failure to stop the snap. Yeah, that that you know he had he had built his whole existence on the idea that if you prepare, then you'll be ready for anything. That yeah. that specifically you can have if a contingency. the special team he put together will be able to prevent yeah. catastrophe. But there was no planning for Endgame. They're like they're just the you know, and so like he says, call it a call it a, a what do you say a crisis of faith or something. Um, and yeah, he just like it, the whole Thanos thing completely upheaved his view of the world and his understanding of, of what he's in control of and what he isn't. Yeah. So, um, we then go into this title sequence. And I think I, yeah. it's worth mentioning that this title sequence is the topic of a lot of controversy right now. Really? A lot of controversy. I haven't heard anything about this. this massive, massive controversy. Why is it controversial, Brady? Illuminate well, me. Because as you know, right now in Hollywood... The Writers Guild is on strike, has been on strike, is still on strike, will be on strike until they're no longer on strike. That's how that's so how progression work. of time works. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. See, a little leftover time chat from our uh, our Flash review. Um, <laughs> and and not just them, but like the Directors Guild just merely avoided. Uh, going on strike and the actors guild um have until actually today at time of recording they have until today to decide whether or not they're going on strike um and it's it, and it seems like like a lot of people like there was a letter that went out with like 300 names on it with like big high profile actors that are like, yeah, we'll strike. Sure. And it's like Mark Ruffalo and like, but like big names, not just like little nobody actors. Um, but it all kind of started back when, when the writers guild went on strike. And one of the big points of, of contention for the writers guild, one of the things that has led to them, Striking one of the hot topics that needs some figuring out, some new guidelines, some new regulations is artificial intelligence. Because if you're a writer who builds their career around writing good stuff and original content and potentially, hopefully, winning awards for it, and now there's a new kid on the block called AI chat gpt that can do a pretty damn good job of some things and the things that it can't do a good job of it's learning scary fast and so when news came out that this title sequence was actually ai generated 
Really? That this was not animators. This was prompts. This was a title sequence this long. This happens, Nick Fury, blah, 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 Samuel L. Jackson in the style of execute. So every pixel you see, every like the way this is done. And it, I mean, it's possible that some visual artists went in and like tweaked and touched up and, and whatever. <clears throat> but the bones of this is is virtual reality or virtual reality. That's inter- <laughs> virtual you know, when I was watching it, it felt, it did feel alien. Like, it, yes. like there were, there were parts of it that, you know, things bled together in really weird ways. I was like, that's a really odd creative choice. Mm-hmm. But like, now you say that a lot of that makes sense. Cause you know, like some of those AI generated images, like, an arm might be a bit too long or a little a weird messed might up be missing yeah. or, and yeah. so some of it kind of looks almost like that a little bit. Well, and you can see like they've done, there's lots of video examples of it on YouTube, right? Like you can go on YouTube and, and see where, you know, someone has said to AI, like make me a, make me a 30 second commercial in the theme of the eighties where Donald Trump is selling Cheerios. Right. And, and, it it exists and it's got that same kind of weird alien like something's not quite right yeah like even past the the point of uncanny valley it's like you know like it's just weird um but yeah so uh, microsoft or microsoft good lord i need a holiday (laughs) marvel is under some scrutiny right i'm sure microsoft is as well but mar marvel is under some scrutiny um because at a time where it is a very sore spot in Hollywood, the potential threat of artificial intelligence taking over or taking away jobs of creative types. They turn around and do this. And do <laughs> this. Uh, and so, I mean, I don't know where I stand on it. I, it's a cool implementation of technology. I mean, I'm fascinated by it and seeing it and going oh wow this is i mean that's pretty cool but at the same time i'm like but i i like i get that this sucks i get that that's you know a weird thing to do i i definitely like conceptually and kind of like as an intro sequence i did also feel like ai or not I think it also kind of set did a really good job of setting the mood for the for the show. Kind yeah, this creeping mist creeping over things and taking over things and turning things green and yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I, I. I think it's fun. I do. Yeah. I just just a, there's a lot of a lot of um, ethical. I guess. Ethical, social. Hey, I'd dilemmas. say ethical. There are dilemmas yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. That uh, need to be considered and worked through for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue our journey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what? Uh, after the intro, we get uh, the light, the beaming light from in the middle of the field, right? Is that what? Uh, yep. 
Yeah. Nick Fury. Get a first shot of Nick Fury stepping off a spaceship, looking alien-like, backlit, stepping off. There's Nick Fury looking old and broke as hell. <laughs> he is looking seasoned. <laughs> yeah. He's looking very seasoned. Those knees don't don't look like they're going to (laughs) last. No. And you know what? I have, maybe this is the right time to inject this. I have a theory. A prediction. Yeah, we've done that in the past. We make predictions about the shows. Yeah. I have a prediction. Sure. I think at the end of this series, they're going to kill Nick. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, he's so old. Like Samuel L. Jackson. I don't like. I don't know how old Nick Fury's supposed to be. I think probably a little bit younger than Samuel L. Jackson actually is. Because um, Samuel L. Jackson's seventy four, man. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, and it just kind of like Nick's been there almost since the beginning. Pretty much, yeah. And a lot of other people who have been there. Well, I, I mean, he's in the post-credit scene of Iron Man of the first yeah. MCU film, and yeah. so if it, 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 I think it's time. If you are planning on getting rid of him at some point, prior to Samuel L. Jackson actually passing away or saying no, I don't want to do this anymore, um, then I think it makes sense and i think it makes sense for a couple reasons one because he's old two because you know it's sort of following suit of this cleaning house thing that marvel is doing as they transition into you know the new team the new makeup of the mcu but also i think the way that they're shaping this up the fact that, like, in this first episode, we get a reminder that Nick Fury made a promise. Yeah. To Talos and, and his people. he yeah, has not kept struggles. that promise. And shit's gone, is going to go wrong as a result. They're, they're rebelling. They're invading, if you will. And... Outside of the whole scroll thing, Nick Fury is, for the last however many years, canon-wise since Endgame, is a broken man. Oh, yeah. Is, is someone who's lost his way, who has, has lost faith. <clears throat> and I think that if, in order to set things right, that requires... Nick Fury to make the ultimate sacrifice. Hmm. I think that would be pretty powerful. I think it just makes sense for so many reasons. Hmm. If you don't have massive plans for Nick Fury moving forward, if you're not like, well, no, Nick Fury is a very big part of Kang Dynasty and this is why. <laughs> because he's replacing Jonathan Majors or like whatever it is. Then if 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 you don't have very specific intent for him moving forward i think you'd be foolish not to not to kill him off in this right. series just to leave him as like a dangling thing that's kind of like, there this, that you know this is a good opportunity this is the moment if there's ever going to be a moment to give nick fury the the warrior's exit the hero's 
the hero's funeral, you know, whatever you want to call it, then I think this is it. I think this is it. It makes sense. Otherwise, you know, why would you give yeah, Nick Fury his own show? It's pretty much his show. Might as well, yeah. Let him go out when on something that is his instead of a side character. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So Nick Fury meets up with Talos and Maria Hill. Maria Hill's mm-hmm. bad people. Yeah, and they uh, they let Sam know that the uh, there is a faction among the Skrulls is not happy and is planning on doing evil things with nasty bombs and things that go boom yeah dirty bombs dirty which was, dirty, it was interesting bombs. how they they talked about how like the scrolls are in russia because russia's got the most uh, abandoned nuclear reactors or uh, nuclear power plants in the world or something like that. And scrawls are immune to radioactivity. So they're just mm-hmm. living in these radioactive waste dumps. <laughs> I think it's also just like a really funny, and I don't know. The t- I'm trying to think back. I don't know the timeline of when they started shooting. No, they didn't start shooting this that far back. I, th- there's something really, I don't know. Well, there's sort of in been, the same. You're, you're talking about like the, like, Russia tensions. Yeah, it is just kind of yeah, like it's always it, been you know, Russia is, tensions is part with of Russia it that, between North America. So is part of it that well, but I mean, it's well, it's not even tension with North America right now. Like you know, Russia is like tension with the rest of the world almost because Russia's been a bunch of dick bags, um, and the whole Ukraine invasion thing and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Like all of the relations, all of the, uh, all of the bridges that had been kind of built since, you know, since the cold war, uh, those bridges basically are, don't exist anymore. And we're back to, you know, but it's funny that like, I don't know, just a speculation of like, is that, why marvel is that why you chose russia as mm-hmm. as your setting because it makes sense from a scroll standpoint or do you have someone over there at marvel who is trying to get the message out that you know shit just sucks in russia like is that is that the the you know if there's going to be an invasion if there's going to be dirty bombs and foul play it's going to happen in Russia. I, it's, yeah. you know, and that's just ridiculous speculation, but I just thought it was really funny On to me. News. And it's going to be weird for a while. For a long time, it's going to be weird anything, anytime something's set in Russia. Um, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't get that. Because, I mean, the Cold War wasn't that long ago. No. And there's been like like I said, there's always been tension, especially between the U.S. and Russia. There's always been all kinds of tensions, whether above board or below or whatever. You know, like it's it's a thing, and that's yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a movie trope, and it's an easy oh, for one sure. to go to. And it's like, yeah. So, but like I was I at a wedding the other day. I don't feel like. I don't feel like they're even setting Russia up to look bad. No, no, it's, right? it's just no, like no, it's just the it's setting. just like it, it. I mean, Russia probably does legitimately have a lot of un, uh, 
deactivated nuclear plants. Yeah, they storm uh, all at Chernobyl. So um, yeah, like with the yeah, your mind immediately goes to that spot when they start talking about deactivated nuclear plants. No, so, no, like, and I yeah, I get it, I get it entirely. It's just it's like yeah, I was at a wedding the other week, and you know when Rasputin played, I was a little like, is this uh, weird? Is this weird? <laughs> This feels kind of weird. We're all saying, hey, 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 and doing the Russian dance. This, like, I don't know what you call it. You know, the squatty Russian dance with the arms crossed. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Where you, like, yeah, kick I... your legs out and you squat and kick your legs out and squat. Uh, just because Russia bad doesn't mean Russia culture bad. <laughs> no, I know, but it's just, it was, it's just kind of weird. It was like, yeah. huh. The first yeah. time in a while we've celebrated something Russian, but. Anyway. <laughs> We uh we get some information that Talos's kid is working for these baddies, this guy named mm. Gavik, who we don't know. We don't know Gavik. I I I sat through most of this, trying to remember who wh- what if we've met some of these scrolls before, because we haven't met Gaia. I don't think Gaia was in. Um, no, no, no. Because that's uh, the big thing. Captain it's Marvel was she? It's Amelia Gavik Clark. Definitely wasn't. Yeah, it's Amelia Clark, and I I don't understand. I think it's possible. How old is Amelia Clark? I think it's possible that Amelia Clark, who is now 36, I think it's possible that she's either the daughter of or some sort of test tube clone of Paul Rudd. Because if you told me in this that 36-year-old Amelia Clark was 17, 18, uh, absolutely I would buy that. <laughs> Amelia Clark's is one of those like it, she has looked the same age in everything that she's been in for the last 20 years. Right. Yeah. And it's just bizarre. But Crazy. yes, no, th- this is our first time seeing Gaia. Um, uh, it's our, definitely our first time seeing, um, uh, is it Gavik or Gravik? Yeah. No, it's, oh, it's Gravik. Yeah. I'm looking at it here. Yeah. Gravik. Yeah. yeah it sounds a little gr- you know, scarier, gruffer. Um, I think it's also our first time seeing Sonia Fallsworth. Is it not? Um, Sonia, who did she play? Oh, Sonia Fallsworth is, is the British the one, lady, Yes, the, British, the one that uh, uh, is sort of leader. the uptight, yeah. like pompous. Yes. Yeah, we've never seen her yes. before. She was yeah. fun. That interaction with Samuel L. Jackson was really cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, and Maria Hill. Yeah. We see Maria Hill. Yeah, and there's there's a bunch of kind of back and forth uh, expositional s- scenes. Talos talking about. Uh, Gaia and Gavik and mm-hmm. the interaction with Sonia Farnsworth, Fowlsworth. And uh, for just kind of being like very action light for like almost this whole film, except for this quick chase scene in the opening and the very short kind of end part. It's very mm-hmm. just kind of exposition and kind of, building the groundwork for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Like a slow build, which yep. could be boring, but they did it in a way that kind of, especially with kind of the scroll shape shifting, you're kind of like, and, and the way they cut that opening monologue went, you're almost immediately. Oh, and, and also on top of that with 
Martin Freeman's character, Everett Ross, being a Skrull, you're immediately like questioning, like, is Maria Hill a Skrull? Is is Sonya yeah. Fallsworth a Skrull? Is like everybody who is being portrayed as human and not Skrull, you're like in the back of your mind, you're you're immediately not trusting what your eyes are seeing. Mm-hmm. I will so there's be... a kind of tension and espionage kind of feel happening immediately mm-hmm. in this show. Looking looking at things a little out of order here, I will be if if Maria turns out to have been a scrawl in this episode, I will be very frustrated. Very right. annoyed. Because of how this episode ends. Um yeah. with again out of order but with maria dying yeah if that's a fake out if that's another agent colson bullshit which (laughs) in the the agent colson thing is so dumb because then they never brought him back in mcu proper right they brought him back in agents of shield and he was like oh he's still alive but then the movies were like uh no he's not (laughs) like i don't know but if if they agent colson this and make her death mean nothing. Yeah. Then let's, I yeah. will be frustrated. Let's like I was gonna jump into that kind of that last scene at the market or whatever that town square. Yeah, then so let's that, just do it. Like there's, I, I guess there's we get some interesting kind of how the scrolls are living stuff. Well, the uh, the rebel scrolls mm-hmm. are living, which. Uh, you know, see that in this old nuclear reactor, it's kind of run down a little bit, but they're living pretty happy and carefree. But we see kind of the in how they 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 um, choose their soldiers and kind of their doctrine a little bit, and we get to kind of a quick um, recap of how they kind of assimilate information from the people they're shape changing into, and yeah. They're putting these and people like in stasis and brainwash stasis yeah. that they're keeping them just in. kind of adds to, again, adds to that back of your mind feeling, always thinking who's a scroll, who isn't. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And then we get to what this. What faces are we going to see on that rack at some point? What's going to be revealed yeah. to us? Yeah. Yeah. So then we get to the, the square and they're keeping an eye out. And Sam, Sam Jackson sees somebody walking through the courtyard. They walk mm-hmm. behind something, and they come out as somebody else. And it ha- that that same thing happens a couple times, and then a bomb goes off. Boom! Something happens before the bomb goes off, doesn't it? Uh, well, I mean, lots of things happen in this episode, but I don't know that anything super substantial does. I feel like I'm missing something. Well, there's a big chase scene with uh, Maria Hill and Gaia and Talos. Is that, uh, yes. is that before or after the explosion? Well, there's before the explosion. I mean, I I think we should touch on Talos and Gaia's conversation in the in the sewer or subway. Yeah, that's all right. before the explosion, though, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because she tells him. He's still, they're still trying to like oh, figure out where is the bomb. Yeah. She, she right. kind of alludes that she's going to flip back to their side. Yes. The good side. Yeah. That's, it's such a powerful scene. Yeah. Because 
you get Ben M- Mendelsohn, who's amazing in this as as Talos. Yeah. Even though, are they doing like? It's Ben Mendelsohn's face. Is it also his voice? I don't think it is. Is it? Because I think that they've done... Like, I think Ben Mendelsohn has, like, lip-synced it, and then someone's done voiceover, or vice versa, and Ben Mendelsohn is, like, lip-syncing to it. Hmm. Because there's one or two... Because, first of all, it doesn't sound like Ben Mendelsohn to me. And second of all, there's one or two moments where I don't know that it was executed perfectly, but I could be wrong. Why would they, why don't you think it for, okay, two things. Why, why do you think it not sounds like, like he's got that kind of British accent and kind of tone. And then also why? (laughs) Well, because he's got, because, so, I mean, what's going to solve this is I'm pulling up, okay, Captain Marvel, because Ben Mendelsohn was in Captain Marvel, and who played, like, who plays, It okay, it is, I so, okay, so it's not then, I because I was, my question was, like, who plays make-uped up Talos? And it is Ben Mendelsohn. Because that was the thing, right? It's like Ben Mendelsohn was in Captain Marvel, but was like initially in human form was in Captain Marvel as a character named Keller. He was like a a bureaucratic, like, you know, whatever it was. And so when, but Keller dies in Captain Marvel, but not like a super public death, which is what frees up Talos to be able to... um, take over yes to assume that appearance and so that was what my uh, hunch was but it it looks like it was also ben mendelson like that was always their plan because it was also ben mendelson under all the makeup as talos throughout yeah throughout captain marvel right because that was my theory my theory was okay well you have Ben Mendelsohn's face because that's the face that makes sense, but it's not Ben Mendelsohn's normal voice. He's doing the Talos voice. You think they were doing like a Darth Vader kind of thing? Uh, I th- I wondered, <clears throat> yes. So it is actually Ben Mendelsohn, but what, uh, what I really like, because I think Ben Mendelsohn's fantastic, um, is uh, I like that we get a lot of human form in this film because mm. the one beef that I always had with Talos not in human form is they give him such a crazy set of fake teeth that he's struggling to talk. And it has always stuck out to me like a sore thumb. Like it literally, you know, when you have an eight-year-old and you put those plastic Dracula fangs in their mouth (laughs) at Halloween and then they try to talk and you can make out what they're saying, but it's like kind of slurred and muffled all at the same time. That's what Talos has always sounded like to me. Mm. I'm like, this is like weird. Like this is like old, this is like 
60s movie making when we just didn't have any better techniques and what a strange choice. Um, But yeah, so anyways, but I really loved that scene between Ben and Amelia or Talos and and Gaia um, because they are father and daughter. And it's when Gaia discovers that her mother is dead. And that's powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's powerful not only because of the subtle face acting, pretending not to care that you see Amelia Clark do in the moment, but even more powerful when she gets, you know, up the steps and around the corner into that building. And we see the conflict within deepen of am I doing the right thing? What the hell is going on? Are the people I'm working for responsible for my mother's death? So powerful. It was such, Mm -hmm. it might be my, it's probably my favorite scene of this episode. For sure, I would say. Yeah. Anyways, that's, you know. Yeah. 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 What are your thoughts? I need to know, what are your thoughts on Nick Fury's beard? You're a beard guy. Um, I don't like it. I like it. It makes him Uh, look kind of, gruff and mm. um and kind of um not not up to par not it's this isn't the it sets him apart from the nick fury we knew this this sh- like there's that great scene where he's in the coffee shop with maria hill and maria calls him out on not being fully committed and not being fully present and I can't remember the line, but like she essentially says, like if you're not you, you always said if you're not really there, then somebody's gonna die. Somebody's something's yeah. gonna happen. Are, up. I need to know: Are you in this? I'm gonna right? send you an image right now. Pull up this image. I'm sending and, it to you. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I think the beard kind of sets the Nick we knew that was uh, like I was saying, like super sharp, always focused, always plan apart from this one who is unsure un, mm-hmm. un, un um, kind of winging it almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So look at, um, yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah. Uh, so this is my beef with the beard. And if, I mean, all the cover art that's come out and the, 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 the poster for the show and stuff like that. Like obviously he shaves it down to more of a goatee at some point. We've seen that it's right on the freaking cover, but look at this image. Now my beef with this image is leave, leave the scully cap. Okay. Sure. Swap out what he's wearing for a red and white horizontal striped shirt. Ditch the glasses, give him his eye patch back. Red and white horizontal striped shirt. Yep. Okay. Like stripe side to side. And to give him his eye patch back? Give him his eye patch back, take away the glasses, maybe give him a peg leg. Now, does this not seem like the type of guy? <laughs> I, was, I was like, where is he going with this? That's sitting outside of a tavern saying, let me spin your tail of yar, yar. <laughs> it's Davy a full, Jones it's a, got nothing on me. Arr. It's a pirate beard, man. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Because yeah, it's just it's just, a little sea shanty. <laughs> it's just like poofed, right? Like he's got to yeah. he's got to brush that thing out a little bit or something. Because 
She's yeah. not working for me, that's but cool. that's 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 my only beef. With yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, yep. 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 Bomb. What? Bomb goes off, and Maria Hill dies by Samuel Jackson's hands. Nick Fury. Yep. But it's not Nick Fury. It's nope. Gravik. It's Gravik. Maria I. Hill. What could be more violating? Yeah. Man. Someone just like taking your appearance. So weird. Killing someone you care about. Oh man. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It, uh, yeah. And just kind of like, again, just kind of elevates that. Who do you trust? Yeah. Who I hope. Is and listen, who isn't a scroll? I hope that Maria Hill is dead. And it's. Yeah, me too. It's sad. Because um, Kobe Smulders in this role has been fan- phenomenal since day one. Phenomenal as Maria Hill. Yeah. And you would be forgiven if, like, it's it's one of those strange cases now where when you see Kobe Smulders... I think most people see Maria Hill. Yeah, you forget about... Uh, you forget um, about How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Which is crazy to me because yeah. that is such an iconic role, right? Like even someone like uh, um, Neil Patrick Harris that is known for so many things and was around forever before How I Met Your Mother, I would say more people than not know him from How I Met Your Mother. Agreed. Right? Yeah. Allison Hannigan. Now, I we're from an older generation, so we're like, wow, well, yeah, she's American Buffy. Pie. <laughs> or American Pie. She's the, or, this or one yeah. time at yeah. band camp. But but I now she's mostly known for How I Met Your Mother. Even someone like Jason Segal, I think, has more How I Met Your Mother fame than anything else. Um, but yeah, Kobe Smulders was able to just like take that and break out of it and and go on to the next biggest most incredible thing and i hope that she's gone because it's good storytelling if she is yeah but i will be you know it's so sad to see her go agreed it sets stakes yeah it said it sets massive stakes like you know I, maria it, when you have such a beloved character who's been around so long um it's it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking yeah. if if you have to get rid of them, but that's why they're also the ones to get rid of. Because if you just kill off a bunch of people, like a hundred people die in every MCU film, a hundred people well, die. A whole bunch of people die at the end of this episode. Yeah, but but, but Marie is the if one. None with of the our impact. main characters die. There are stakes? Question mm-hmm. mark. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but it's not, not like, personal. Not personal stakes. Exactly. Not personal to us as the viewer. And not personal to the the, the characters involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. There's also I, the only thing, other thing. I mean, yeah. So they've got this society <laughs> that they're hanging out in, in that like abandoned nuclear, you know, Homer Simpson's office, and. Um, and the only other th- real thing that we didn't touch on with that is just that, like, it's 
it's a very commune feeling. Like once you're in, you're in. Yeah. And only the soldiers leave. Yeah, almost cult like. And <laughs> it's got a very culty, yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's a, it's a it's a dynamic. Right? So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds and and yeah, what kind of uh what kind of fun story details come out as a result of that. So yeah. All right, sir. Sweet. Was this episode a win or a fail for you? <clears throat> oh, this is a massive win. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean the the tension and the kind of setting the stage and and setting high stakes and uh, making me constantly wonder who is and who isn't a scroll. Who can I trust as a viewer? Who can the who do I think the characters can trust? Oh man, like <laughs> mm-hmm. it, you, like espionage spy films are fun because of some of that stuff. Like, um, Mission Impossible is fun because often Ethan Hunt uh, is working in situations where it's he's trust is is a hard thing to know to give and to receive Mm -hmm. and and this just kind of like the the idea of the scrolls being able to take on any face any form and and on top of that be able to extract all the knowledge from an individual they need to portray that individual perfectly is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, it's a yeah. huge win. Cool. What did you think? Um, I agree that not only is that type of thing fun that like espionage, you know, whatever. Um, but this has also got another sort of layer, which is, is just that like political thriller type thing, political espionage, political, yeah, political thriller, um, which I especially love from Marvel. All right. Stuff like winter soldier. Yep. Um and and when Marvel does it and goes down that route and does it well, I really like it. Yeah. This episode like, is a win for me. I like yeah, cool. this episode a lot. However, I will say I also really liked the first episode of Obi-Wan. Mm. I also really liked the first episode of she-Hulk. I also really liked the first episode of Moon Knight. All of these Marvel, Star Wars, Disney Plus shows, they've all started strong. They have all started strong. So, I really enjoy this episode, but my guard is up. Because even when they start strong, not all, 
but some Disney Plus shows seem to have a tendency to go downhill kind of rapidly. So I enjoy it. I expected to enjoy it because I've enjoyed every first episode of a Disney Plus show. We'll have to kind of wait and see where it goes from here. I don't think that me enjoying this episode is as indicative of how much I'm going to enjoy the show as I would like it to be. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, hot take, eh? Mm. Interesting. Well, not, made you I wouldn't think call a that a bit. hot take. I think that's just a, an interesting take. Yeah. It's an interesting, okay. interesting oh. takeaway for future episodes to yeah. remember. Luke, Luke, lukewarm take. There. Lukewarm Thanks. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all listed below. Our Patreon, where it's as little as a dollar a month. Seriously, like a buck a month. Like what else in your life can you do for a buck a month? Nothing. Um, I could... Nope, stop. There's nothing. Yeah. I'm I'm having trouble coming up with something. That should, yeah. That's telling. <laughs> that's telling. Buck a month. You can support the show as well as get some fun perks in return, including increased voting power um, for when we release a vote on what movie we're going to watch and review, as well as some exclusive episodes of our show that are only... Um, that are only available to you if you're a Patreon supporter. Um, so check that out. Also, we have a merch page. I like merch. <laughs> so weak. I mean, at least you <laughs> said something this time. <laughs> but it was so weak. Ugh, dick. Okay. That's fine. You work on that. You work on yeah, that. I'll try. Uh, next, next time I'll do better, I promise. Next time he's going to knock it out of the freaking water. 